the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan, innovation that excites. Okay. I ain't stirring no fuss. I'm just here trying to register the vote. Recite the Constitution's preamble. You know what a preamble is? We the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union. How many county judges in Alabama? 67. That was a clip from the movie Selma, one of the flashpoints of the civil rights movement in the US and a very timely pick for what to watch this week on The Box. And that, of course, means it's time to join the two Johns, John Fardy and John Kerlher, for the pick, their pick of the week's films, both on TV and on-demand viewing. Um, before we get to that, uh, the Taoiseach has said that cinemas could reopen in August, uh, social distancing in place. Uh, John Kelleher, will you be rushing back to the movies? I am in the cocooning uh, bracket, Ivan, so I probably, much though I would love to, I probably won't. But younger folk like yourself will be able to go, I'm sure. I think they're going to open earlier than August. I think social distancing at they can open July the 20th. I think maybe what Leo meant was that in August, with one, if it, if it did go down to one metre, uh, there would be more movies, more, more cinemas opened and more people going. OK, what, what do you think, John Fardy? I'm not sure if you're in the cocooning bra- bracket. Uh, um, <clears throat> not quite. Right. Well, you see, I, like John, I go to a lot of screenings by myself for work. So I'm used to kind of socially isolating. And before that, I met my wife. I was lovelorn. I was always in the cinema by myself. So it's it's no stranger for me to go to the cinema by myself. But no, I actually think, you know, once it's safe and everything, people, the way they're being encouraged to buy locally and all that, they should also go to the cinema in the first few weeks just to support the business again because you know productions have stopped there's some big blockbusters coming there's going to be James Bond there's a new Christopher Nolan movie so like see it as a civic duty to get back into the cinema the first few weeks they're back opening everyone should do it and kind of get that pent up spend going again you know All right, and I suppose it's an economic imperative for the movie industry John Keller now we'll revert back to Selma Friday uh, 11.20 on BBC2 just remind us what this movie is about about John Luther, Martin Luther King? Absolutely, yeah. It's very, uh, as you said earlier, it's very relevant, very topical. Um, it, it features the famous civil rights march of ni- in 1965 uh, from Selma to Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, Selma was picked by Martin Luther King because the um, Afro-American population of Selma was uh, just over 50%. The voting population was 2%. So this was uh, a march to try to get the passage of the 1965 Voting Rights Act. And it was a famous, uh, iconic civil rights march in American history. The marchers were met with horrific violence. It was seen all over the world. And you had uh, various kind of racists, like the sheriff was notorious, uh, Jim Clark. The governor of Alabama was George Wallace played in the movie by Tim Roth, the terrific British actor. And Martin Luther King is also played by a British actor, wonderful actor, David Oyelowo, who um, you probably remember from Interstellar and A Most Violent Year. But he plays Martin Luther King brilliantly. 
All right, Selma's on BBC Two on Friday night. Uh, now, uh, John Fardy, the new Netflix release that you're highlighting is The Road I'm On. What, what's this about? Yeah. Garth Brooks. So this is a documentary. It was shown in the States on the Biography Channel, but Netflix had gotten hold of it. And it kept popping up on my Netflix feed. And lots of Irish people, as you could appreciate, are clearly watching it because, you know, he sold 400,000 tickets all those years ago for the Crow Park shows that never happened. And this is a straight ahead two part documentary about him. Now, you know, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of fans of Garth Brooks in Ireland. So I felt honour bound to cover this. You know, his story is an interesting one. He's this kid from middle America who goes off to Nashville, doesn't quite make it, but then eventually does, becomes the biggest selling male solo artist of all time, more than Elvis, more than Bruce Springsteen, you name it, you know, retires for 13 years, marries Trish Yearwood. Like there's an interesting story there. It's a good straight ahead music documentary the problem is it is ruined by him talking i can't convey to you how self-aggrandizing and dramatic i wouldn't knock self-aggrandizing i mean it's a lot to be said for it you know i know you've made a career out of it but you know you don't have the music to fall back on i mean he just never stops everything he says in this because because the story of his life is interesting but they have him sitting down on a chair talking to the camera and it's like he's doing a monologue of his life and everything is a ma pa said to me son like it's just incessant if he's eating a cheeseburger he turns it in to the biggest thing like it's so off-putting. Me and my wife, about halfway through it, every time he came on the screen, we were turning to each other, like laughing, because we knew another bit was coming. Like so, so He tells this what, story what? about taking a girl yeah. from who's selling burgers at one of his concerts and bringing her on stage, and how wonderful it is, and how wonderful he is, and he's crying. The story is interesting, but he ruins it. He really does. So and I'm not what, a musical snob now. Like, hats yeah. off to him selling all that those albums but he so what what you're saying if this is really just for the fans of Garth Brooks it's not really for people in terms of being a riveting documentary fly on the wall okay let's move yeah yeah let's move on to Saturday night after midnight on BBC One Kate Jackie I haven't heard of this John John Kelleher it's 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 a true story which sounds good it's a thriller which sounds good tell me about it yeah, it's a kind of a compelling thriller, a sort of life or death struggle, fight for survival, based, as you say, on a true story. People who liked The Hurt Locker might like this, uh, though it's a much lower budget. It's actually very good. It's set in Afghanistan in, in 2006, where a squad of British soldiers uh, stumble into an unmarked minefield. The, the Russians, when they left Afghanistan in the 80s, left behind them 10 million mines, landmines. So the squad is trapped in this deadly minefield where even a kind of minor little move can have horrendous consequences. It's, uh, it's, the suspense is terrific. It's quite, there are some gory scenes. It's not necessarily for the, I'm a bit squeamish, but I, I, I found it very, very good. The movie was slightly overshadowed at the time by American Sniper, which came out at the same time. But this is better than American Sniper. And by the way, the reason you mightn't have heard about it, it's billed in the, in the TV guides as Kajaki, as you said, but it's also, got a, it's also called Kilo 2 Bravo, uh, I didn't realise that until I was looking, uh, reminding myself of it. 
Um, you can't find it on IMDb under Kajaki, even though that's the name in the guides. So Kilo 2 Bravo, highly recommended. I liked American Sniper. I, you know, it was a good, a good thriller. And you say it's even better. I think it's better because it's a fraction of the budget, but it's it's much more. Well, you were always intense. a cheapskate. I mean, like you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Kajaki is on uh, well worth a record after midnight, twelve thirty-five on Saturday night in BBC One, which brings us to your TV pick on terrestrial TV, John Fardy, The Prodigal Son on yeah. Mondays. It started earlier this week, did it? Yeah, RTT, there was a two-part. Now, I think you'd actually like this. Basically, it's an interesting idea, a high concept, you might call it. There's a guy who's a psychological profiler for the FBI, and he gets fired, and he starts working profiling killers for a cop he used to know in the NYPD. The rub is that his father, played brilliantly by Michael Sheen, was a famous serial killer called the Surgeon, who was a surgeon who also happened to kill 23 people in pretty graphic circumstances. You don't see too much of that. And it's this interplay where he's called in to profile a killer in a case which bears remarkable similarities to his father. He hasn't seen his father in 10 years, but he decides to go and visit him in jail. And each week he's going to use the kind of persona of his father to help him. Michael Sheen is great in it. It's a bit hammy, it's a bit corny, but you know what? It's entertaining. Like I I did find it kind of compelling. It's not the smartest thing I've ever seen, which brings me to the fact that I think you might enjoy it very much. No, it is. It's entertaining. It really is. As I say, it's a bit hammy and maybe formulaic, but it's it's a good watch. And it's actually not that gruesome, despite how gruesome it sounds. Pretty good TV all in all. How many episodes are there? There's actually 20 in the first series and they've picked up a second one. Uh, So it's a good summer filler on the schedule. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't even think it's filler. I think it's entertaining. I, I, I don't think you'd be disappointed. You won't be bored at any stage. I mean, a bit hammy and a bit far-fetched, well, look, but entertaining. Claire Byrne has got to take the summer off, so what else are they going to do at 9.30 on a Monday night? The prodigal well son said. is the answer. 20 weeks off, you know, the holidays they get. I'm lucky to get a half hour <laughs> off. All right, now, the next one you have is a Netflix pick, uh, John Keller, Leave No Trace. What's this about? It's a, it's a very good film. And by the way, I'm sitting here quivering with excitement, Ivan, because you haven't mentioned, but the Blades are kicking off in 15 This is minutes. true. This is true. A relegation anyway. playoff. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. Bella. Yeah. No, not, this is not. No, I think we'll be taking your place in the Champions League. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, can I say Phil Thompson will be joining me after six to preview that and all the return of the Premier League. So you, you preview Leave No Trace on Netflix. Right. <laughs> it's um, it's also I think it's about you or I thought it was when I uh, it's about an individual who finds it difficult to comply with the constraints and the restrictions imposed by society. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's about it's about a traumatized um, military vet who's suffering from PTSD and his 13 year old daughter. And they're living off the grid in a kind of wilderness park in Oregon, sleeping rough, foraging for food and living on the margins of society. Um, he visits the, the vet hospital for medication and he sells that then to local addicts or vagrants. But they get picked up by social services and they're forced to integrate back into society, which she's okay with. She's able to connect with others and thrive, but he struggles. It's a very good film. It's directed by Deborah Granick, who made the wonderful movie Winter's Bone 
which uh, was the film that launched Jennifer uh, Lawrence's career. And it's it's very, very uh, good little film. Ben Foster and Thomasin McKenzie. She's a New Zealand actress. They play the two main characters. And this is a, brand, a brand new new release, is it? No, no. It oh. came out, I think, probably about, oh, gosh, four, five, six years ago. Oh, so it's, it's your ex- pick on the Netflix range. Yeah. Leave yeah, No Trace. Okay, now that, that actually is something. That, that's what I've been looking for, something in, in, in the semi-lockdown. Uh, Leave No Trace. I'm going to be checking that out over the weekend on Netflix. All right. So there you have it, the TV movie Selma Kajaki, uh, and you have The Prodigal Son and The Road I'm On and Leave No Trace. My thanks to both John Kelleher, a film reviewer, and all of that uh, a producer and so on and all his mates in the industry and John Fardy who presents Screen Time anything good on Screen Time this week? Absolutely Michael Lester talking of broadcasting legends is uh, picking his favourite movie with all the new week's releases on TVs and movies and all that you know the big TV sporting event as a toffee is obviously Everton and Liverpool right. on Sunday like everything else okay. is second well, place until all right. then, you know? and of course Screen Time's available on podcast uh, we very had, much so and live on the radio we had, we had uh, Michael on the third the interview for 30 minutes I never asked him what was his favourite TV programme but that's good alright all on screen time this weekend my thanks to the two Johns The Hard Shoulder on News Talk with Nissan together let's play our part by staying apart Nissan innovation that excites 